We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, as as Brandon and I are wont to do, we are fashionably late. <laughs> it's a good thing it's not a radio show because I get in trouble for this. Yeah, no, that that does that does happen too. Um, let me see. I, 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 this is this is like the hardest thing because I I need the URL to post it on Blazers Edge, but I can't get oh, the yeah. URL until I launch the show. So it's this really stupid like chicken and the egg. Well, if it makes you feel or listeners feel any better, I am me and my family are the casually late family to every single event every night. <laughs> like the discipline you probably have, or oh have god, I, I in service yeah, I can't I can't relate to that for anything outside of my job. Like I am always like ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, sometimes forty five minutes late to something every time. I am criminally early to everything. Oh, you're early guy. Oh, I'm the worst. Oh, man. See, I think that I might do that as a poll question for our radio mm-hmm. Twitter account tomorrow. Is it is it worse to be casually late guy or early guy? First guy to the party. <laughs> First guy. You're the guy. You're the guy that the host is happy to see. But it's a little unfortunate because the host is like, well, I got 20 minutes to kill with just Dan. <laughs> no, everybody else is here. And that's the thing is everyone's like, and it's just Danny. <laughs> and it's not like I'm going to sit there and be quiet either. I'm not going to go in the other room. Like, and just sit, yeah, sit in the, the, the family room. Yeah. And just sit there twiddling. Yeah, no, no, don't get it twisted. We're going to have a conversation. <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to try to get things ready, and I'm going to corner you 100%. Hey, where's the booze? Let's just get it going. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, there's gonna, by the way, full honesty here. Like, there's gonna be a couple nights when we do this in the fall. I- I'm gonna have an alcoholic beverage. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, yeah. off the camera, but I'm gonna be happy. Okay, right off now. the camera, certainly before the sponsorship. <laughs> I was gonna say that's why you leave it off the camera. You leave everything open for everybody. Yes. Uh, once that uh, that sponsorship deal starts to trickle in, then we can uh, then we can get it. And I guess uh, you know, let's 
That's kind of part of the reason that we do this. Is that yeah, no, it, sure. Like let's let like full full disclosure. Like um, you guys that are watching this right now, um, thank you all so much. Uh, you guys are pouring in already, and it just seems to happen over and over and over again. Like the support, like just goes nuts every time. But no. it has been amazing. Um, the flip side of all this is um, ads do exist, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but. Um, it that's, happens, right? it's kind of how it goes. So like right now, um, some of you might be getting flipped to a commercial right now as people are coming in because I just turned everything back on because the software that I use pushes everything out and restarts it. So yeah. Adam Farnsworth says, once I start my whiskey company, I'll sponsor the show. Listen, we will allow that to happen. Absolutely. We're are, big fans of that. Are you, are you, uh, a, a, a beerman or, or a liquorman? So... I used to drink a lot of beer, not like in a bad way, but I would drink beer most of the time. And then I started getting like a little bit of like a skinny man pooch belly. So I've. Oh, I've I made, bypassed that a long time ago. <laughs> I, uh, I drink beer. Mm. I just, I prefer to drink like, I, I love a good whiskey or bourbon on the rocks. Yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of tequila. Like I used to hate tequila. I love tequila. What was what was the thing that like that springboarded you to? Was it that you just grew taste buds, or that you stopped drinking crappy tequila? Well, once once my testicles descended out of my body, and fully, I yeah, man, you know what I mean. Yes. No, it was. I had I, I did the pro thing. Everybody has a bad tequila story. Everybody. But it's never with good tequila. I think I, I think no, it, that it is awful. That is always the problem. It's always really, really bad tequila that leads to really bad tequila stories. It was absolute trash. It was a great fun night. It really wasn't as bad as other stories I've heard, but that kept me off for four or five years. And then it was, boom, you try good tequila and you're like, oh, there's a difference between this stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I get the, the good tequila that I like, and then I'll always drink some tequila. Yeah, see, mine is, uh, I, I definitely, tequila, I'm a tequila snob. I'm Don Julio every day. I'm, I'm a big Blanco guy, ice ice cold, like, I mean, yeah. damn near frozen, so it looks like syrup coming out of the bottle. Yeah, you can, yeah, You yeah. can just throw that. My wife and I we went to Mexico two years ago. I proposed to her in Puerto Vallarta, and mm -hmm. I went to the swim-up bar within, like, five minutes of, like, getting to the hotel. We're like, all right, let's go down the way, you know. And, uh, and I literally slipped the bartender a hundred bucks and I go, we'll be here all week. And he's like, okay. So, <laughs> so I was like, Hey, let me get some, let me, you know, let me get some tequila. And he, he's yeah. like, he reaches for the crappy tequila. And he looked at me, he's like, nah, hey, hey, grab, grab the Don Julio. I'm like, ah, oh, good. You're picking up what I'm tipping you for. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm always happy when people can pick up on stuff like that without you needing to say anything. They yeah. Just the unspoken it. language. Like, listen, I respect you. You take care of me. The more you yeah. feed me this, the better off we're all going to be. Right. Right. All right. Everybody's starting to pile in. Jeremy, Adam, uh, Josh, Eric, M. Baller, Dimitri. I'm going to go with Camos or Camios. I'm not sure which one it is. Either way, it's a dope name. I, I love people who have just, like, different than, like, typical American names. Like, anytime you get, like, former Soviet Union names, uh, uh, Persian names, they're always just cool names. Like, it, yeah. Like, I guess my, like mine is typically or technically a Middle Eastern name in Daniel. It's Hebrew, but it's... But now it's become, like, 
one it, of the whitest. It's been whitewashed. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been very whitewashed. Let's, 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 Jesus has blonde hair now. Yeah, I I always love that one. I was like, really, guys, white Jesus. Hmm. Hey, I didn't piece it together till I was an adult because I used to go to church on a regular basis. Yeah. With my grandparents, I was like, oh God, he's so white. And then I got older, I'm like, no, 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 no. Assyrians are pretty dark. So yeah, everybody's starting to pile in now. Appreciate y'all. This is kind of how uh, I, I I imagine most of these will go throughout the season unless it's like big breaking news or um, game time reactions. We're going to BS for a few minutes. Let everybody get in here. Let everybody get comfortable. That's kind of what this is for. Come in, shoot the S a little bit. Just hang out. Uh, yeah. Answer some questions. Have some fun. Uh, promote the podcast, which if you're watching here on YouTube, the you – know, Point, point, point the right way. There we go. Point the right way at the uh, the Jack Ramsey's for everybody. It wa- It is up and live on iTunes. It is up and live on Spotify. Everything has been unscrewed at this point. <laughs> so it, it was a disaster launch. Nothing went the way it was supposed to. Uh, hey. I, I did all of the work, and it just still fell on its face. You know what? I can't imagine the first hot air balloon went well, but guess what? People are riding them now, man. Sometimes you're going to start off a little rocky, but once you get past that, you're good to go. Oh, man. I've seen some folks here. Is is there a chance that Kelly Oubre signs here? All right, oh, so... We're diving into it. I like it. Well, I'm going to use this. Um, somebody sent me a question. Oh, hell, I'll, I'll say who it was. It was Jared Cowley, who works at KGW. Okay. And he asked a... General question, money-wise, and I can't confirm it yet because I haven't seen the contracts, or I, I don't, now, I don't, I don't know do, the details. I do want you to know because you're going to be better at the the money stuff yeah, than yeah. me. But don't get it wrong because I know a media member that got it wrong, and guess who emailed them the next day? Uh, is it Neil or JT? Neil Olshay, <laughs> direct. Hey, saw the story. You're $22,000 off. Like, yeah. that's how detailed these people are. Keith, thank you, man. Super chatted for four ninety nine. I appreciate you, man. Too early to give? No, man, listen. Anytime you guys feel, you know, like you want to give, please, please do. Um, what, when everything gets all set up, I split all this stuff with Sprague. So, um, and hopefully all in the next couple of weeks, I'll have some stuff to kind of start either auctioning off or giving away. Um, I do have, uh, you know what, I, I have lots of this stuff. Stuff like, mm. I don't know, team balls. Signed basketballs. Balls that are autographed yeah. by the entire team. Yes. I've got like five of these. You got the blazers on your balls. Around the house. Yeah, I love so, that. Um, I've got a couple that are in cases. Um, yep. So... I do have some extras around here. I thought I've actually thought it'd be kind of cool to see if we could auction those off to people who, who would want them and uh, donate the money. Like it's yeah. just like let's find a, a cool charity that everybody wants to get behind, basketball oriented, whether it's you know finishing you know parks or getting kids basketball shoes or paying for camps. That's the kind of stuff that I want to do here. So yeah. um, we'll start getting into the questions, but I, I want to hit on Jared's question because I think this this is really prudent as far as what could dictate things because I had this thought the other day, but I didn't put it out because I haven't seen contracts. I don't know whether Norman Powell's contract is front loaded or back loaded. I don't know if it's a static 18 mil a year. I I don't know if it's a progressive 8% raises. Um, 
all that we know is that the vet minimum signings. Yeah. And so Macklemore and Zeller are from the same class. Snell is a is he a year later? Now I, I think have... he, I think he's a year early. Now I now I have to Google Tony Snell draft. I got it right here. No, he is twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. So, so they're so they're all the same class, yeah. which means their their minimum rates are all gonna be exactly the same, which is like two point four two oh two, I think is what it ends up being. Regardless, when you do the rough math, the twenty twenty one salary cap is hundred and thirty six ish million. Okay. The Blazers are about a hundred or a million dollars underneath that. Huh. Huh. Weird. Weird how they haven't used that TPMLE yet, huh? What do you think they're doing with that? I, I've been very curious. I, the more I think about it, the more I think they're not going to use it. It's got a real not use it vibe, doesn't it? What are they going to use it on? Like, who who out there are you looking to give that money to? Nobody. Like, Kelly? <laughs> Kelly, and I, well, I guess we'll, we'll wrap Ubre into this. Ubre is probably going to end up signing somewhere where it's like a one- or two-year deal. He's either getting that or a full MLE somewhere for like a year with a player option, much like Derek Jones, and try to hit the market again next year when there's more money out there. But outside of that, like, are you going to give that money to Millsap? Like, does he want to come here? Yeah, Kelly could get the mid, but I I feel like he's going to end up getting a Danny Green or a, a a George Hill contract. Like, I feel like that's where he's going to land. Yeah. Two years, ten. Two years, eight. You know, four a year, five a year, whatever. That like, I feel like that's kind of what his market is. I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be a one and one, so he can hit the market again next year. Yeah, I mean that would be smart because if he capitalizes on a good season, he'll have that opportunity. I, I'm still not. He should be firing his agent. Is what he should be doing, but that's I a different conversation. To, yeah, well, so does Dennis Schroeder, but I, yeah. I think we, I think we need to. Uh, I think we just need to address the elephant in the room of if it's not an Ubre and Millsap. We haven't heard anything about him. Maybe he's deciding between the Blazers or the Lakers or whoever. What we we need to need to put into reality here is the summer league team has got some guys that you wouldn't be stunned if bing, they just ding, said, ding, hey, ding, 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 transition over for a million dollars <laughs> and hang on, maybe get one more year, do a little something just to get that next two-year contract. I wouldn't be stunned if it's for Reed or Beasley. Weird. It's almost like Fareed just appeared on the Summer League team when it was announced Beasley was on the team. It was announced Moody was on the team. Why wasn't it announced that Kenneth Fareed was on the team? Mm-hmm. Kenneth Fareed's a pretty high-profile guy, right? That's not yeah. your typical Summer League player. Remind yeah. me again, do the Blazers need somebody that can slide in and maybe play some center on an emergency yes. center? Yes. Huh. They, need a, they need a four who can play the five when, they, when you need them to. Huh. Weird. That's almost, yeah. that's almost like Kenneth Fareed to a T. You know what? There's going to be a part of me that's not going to be mad because I wanted him over Nolan Smith. <laughs> that's true. This this is Neil Shakidius guy. I got my guy, guys. <laughs> God. It's just so screwed up because it's There's, so predictable. Dude, it's it's like a three degrees of Neil Olshay. There is always a connection to one player when Neil brings him in. There's always, like, he's best friends with his agent. He picked him when he was the Clippers. He almost drafted him. He was picked before. Like He was he was always, named, you know, Neil Olshay said he'd like to go after this. And it's just like, oh, yep. God. Oh, God. I'm going to get – I'm going to – derail it for a second because somebody just hit me jake what's the origins of meringue 
because this is actually a really stupid but but ridiculous story. Yeah. Where where do you think the name Meringue comes from? You're gonna get this wrong, so just go ahead and like go with your gut. The way you're teasing that makes me want to guess something like way out there that makes no sense. Oh, it does. Uh, it makes absolutely zero sense. Great. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Greenland. No. Uh, most of my family is either French, American, Indian, or Dutch. Um, the the American Indian side of my dad's side is like a generation back, and then nobody knows. Like then it's right. then there's, um, you know, people who came over. We we think from either Italy or Portugal, but the family tree just kind of gets lost. Mm-hmm. But on my mom's side, it's almost entirely Dutch, and my name was like this long. There we go. Um, and it got shortened and changed in a million different ways. The stupid thing is, it got. The name Meringue is like Malaysian royalty? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the word they use for... No, like it's a family. <laughs> and so I get like a hundred Facebook friend requests and inter- IG requests and follows and stuff like that and have for years because people think I'm somehow related to them. They think you're Malaysian royalty, huh? There's a there's a there's a whole like resort beach like area like the meringue res- it's but yeah it's really dumb so I mean you have to visit it at some point at some point in time yeah I want the the wife and I want to go to Southeast Asia for for a yeah. trip that's yeah uh, I've I've done a little bit of it but I haven't done like the full like island hopping tour that's that's really I what highly I'm, advise doing it yes you you've done that right I Come, didn't really hop islands, but yeah, we went to Vietnam for twenty days. Yeah, and, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, see, I want to do like that because I've I've been to Vietnam and Thailand, like I've I've in Korea and stuff like that. But yeah. I want to hit the the like the South China Sea, like hit the the smaller outlying islands and stuff like that. Yes. Go real tropical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that I completely derailed it because that one, it, when it comes up, it's always one of those things like, this isn't what you think it is. <laughs> like nobody knows where, like somebody was like, ah, screw it. Somebody probably had like a meringue pie, like right there by the window. And then they were like, meringue, there we go. Let's spell it differently. Yeah. Just spell it completely different. Let's go with we're that. White. We're white. We're not Malaysian. Oh God. Uh, Harrison Winkler, scale of one to 10 trailblazers off season. Okay. Well, I, I, you need to kind of do, like it, take this in, in like pieces. It, okay. There's a, there is admittedly a part of me like it's forever. Ho- however, I feel about Olshay, it, it, it's unfair to really give a scale of one to 10 until it's completely done. If I'm to gauge it on what they've done, I'm giving him like maybe a three or four. Yeah. Like, I'm not one of these guys. Like, I, I'll admit, like, Okay, I like Macklemore. He's been shooting really well as of late. Like you go back to 17, 18, like when he started shooting 40% from three, mm-hmm. averaging five, six threes a game. Like, that's not bad. I'll take that. Tony Snell, he's a hit and miss guy. You know, he can shoot what what was the stat? 66% on open threes. He's, yeah, he he him, Joe Harris, and Ant were the three best catch and shoot three guys and have been really for a couple of years. But then he always almost always ends up finding his way out of a rotation eventually. Because he can't do anything else. Right, and then Cody Zeller's great. He hasn't played more than 58 games in four seasons. Yeah, so Yusuf yeah, Nurkic really guy that can't stay healthy. Yeah. So, and that's kind of goes back to the whole kind of three thing. Like you need some, you need another body that you can be like, I need 20 games out of you, big dog. We which need the is trade. terrifying. 
that if he tra trade or no trade, Norm was great to resign. That's why I would give it a four. But the minimums, like those, don't move the needle for me. Everybody's changing it. I, I I know it's like oh something new and shiny and like you can talk yourself into it. Is Cody Zeller better than Ennis Cantor? Depends on what you want. Like you can't give him the ball and say go get me a bucket during the regular season. That's not what he does. But he's bigger and a, a I mean not slightly. He's a better defender. Don't get me wrong. Cody is not a great defender by any means. He's solid, but he's short armed and heavy footed. But. He's got a, a decently high basketball IQ. He will make the right plays. Cantor lags behind on plays when it comes to processing and, and playmaking outside of me get ball, me score, mm -hmm. which he's very good at. But the flip side is is that Zeller lacks some of that, but he gives you unbelievable uh, ball screens. He, him and Steven Adams may set the hardest screens in the entire NBA, and I'm not kidding. Zeller kills people on screens. It's borderline criminal what he does. Yeah, but he's a finisher. Like he's 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 a, he's decent as a role man and around the rim on on putbacks. But you're not you're not saying go get me a bucket. So you're you're getting those trade offs. The the point you just said at the beginning, I thought it stuck out to me because when I saw the Cody Zeller announcement, you know, I was like, okay, cool. And then like every I saw not everybody, but like I saw you know you're on Twitter, you see kind of reactions yeah. and. I, I didn't really follow the snapshot. Well, it's an upgrade. He's better than Ennis. And I'm like, is he better than Ennis? Yeah. Ennis is one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA. He's pretty good around he's, the bucket. Well, he's third in field goal percentage last year around the I rim. Mean, he's incredible as a finisher. He's not a great defender. Okay. No. Most of the league is not great defenders. And I understand that that was a weakness for them last year, but – I, I don't know if Cody Zeller is going to take them from what were they 29, 28 to where wherever they want to go, top 12, tw top 13. I don't know if that's going to happen. So it's like this instant reaction of he's better. Cantor, he did really well for Portland, man. He brought some stuff to Portland. He wins regular season games. The problem is pairing him for long stretches with another poor defender, Carmelo Anthony, and trying right. to play him in the playoffs with Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum in front of him. Like well, that's that's, not that's the death nail, Danny. That's not roster construction. That's all Terry. Come on now. It's Terry. All, it's Terry. It's Terry, and it's effort. Damn it. Hi, Neil. I hope Neil's watching. I hope so too. Now. Go to hell. <laughs> You're not good at building a basketball team. Oh God, I'm so tired of it. It's just <laughs> God. Uh, let's see. We'll we'll circle back to. I, I see you guys' questions, and I'm gonna get to them, guys. I promise yeah, you. Let's get to them. Um. But I, I want to kind of touch on this this whole idea of like what what has transpired before we move forward. Yeah. And when we're talking about what what has happened, they signed Zeller, which okay, it's not it's not a great move, it's not a bad move, but the needle is still here. It didn't move. Like here's here's the question I'll have before we talk about Snell and Mclemore. Who's going to run this bench unit, Brandon? Um, at this point, I would say I hope it's Anthony Simons. Okay. I love Ant. Everybody who knows me knows that. Do you trust Anthony Simons to run the second unit right now, or does he need some help? He Well, until I see it, he needs help. Okay. Even if Ant takes a big step this year, and I believe he's going to, who else is out there to grease that offense? Who's the other guy who's going to create a shot for either themselves or somebody else? 
you're, I mean, I just imagine you're going to have to stagger between the three guards and leave one out there to do the work. I mean, I, I don't know what else option. What is your other option? Ben McLemore? That's not going to be it. It's not going to be Tony Snell. He's literally going to be planted in one spot waiting for you to pass him the ball so he can shoot his super far back shot there. I, I, I Outside of staggering, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. And that's the thing. We talk about the bench was a problem from a efficiency standpoint and what was getting stops. They scored. It was they just couldn't stop anybody. Now they're gonna not be able to score, but they're really not gonna be great at stopping anybody either. It's not like they got like, you know, Jay Crowder to come off the bench. They didn't get like lockdown like Snell's passable, but he's not a great defender. They didn't go get Tony Allen two point to come lock dudes down. They, they, that's not what they did. So it's they they got slightly better defensively, and I'd say they got significantly worse offensively because as much as my disdain for, for Melo as far as what it did to the team because there was nobody else out there that was, that was going to create anything, that was going to, again, grease the offense. When you look at, the, at, at Phoenix and you look at Milwaukee and you look at the teams that are out there, they have either one thing or another. They have top-end talent like the Nets where they're just like, I don't care. I'm going to score, or they are greater than the sum of their parts because they have significant playmaking experience across the board. We don't, we don't have a campaign. I mean, <laughs> look, I'll say this. I, I do think that obviously this is a big problem. I, I there Until I see him make that big move, which we get into whether he's going to do that or not, I have kind of led to believe, just looking at with the way rosters built, it feels like he's sitting in his Lake Oswego home thinking, Anthony's going to make that leap. I'm not worried about that because Anthony will make that leap. And, and quite frankly, I know you're a big ant guy. I, I like him. I've talked to him a couple times. He's a really nice kid. Uh, or guy, I should say. But um, he, he, He's gone from kid to guy. He's, he's, well, yeah, he's made that grow. No, no, because he, he was a kid. He was Listen, he, when he came in, he was a baby baby. He, he looked like a high schooler <laughs> when I was talking to him. Uh, but that has to be what his thought is, right? Because what? why else? Would I can tell you it's Ant's thought because this is Ant's payday. Remember, that he's going into a contract year. Ant wants to show what he can do. And I'm sure Neil wants to pay him. He picked him. Yeah. He wants them to hit. There's no doubt yes. about that. So yes. this is basically shaped in that manner, right? But and, and, if it doesn't go, what do you do? <laughs> but see, this is this is where this all ties back. Like, this is where to me it's not negativity. It's just it's just looking at the big picture and being honest. If Amp doesn't take that jump, you're in are you hinging this all on Amphrey Simons to take that leap? And that hinge is Damian Lillard staying with Portland or not. That seems like a hell of a gamble to take, and that has nothing to do with Ant. It has nothing to do with Ant. It's almost not fair to Ant. No! Ant could average 14 points per game this year and surprise us and have a great season. I don't know if that's going to be enough. They handcuffed him with Carmelo Anthony and Scanter last year, and he he had to shelve his game. He did. He had to shelve his game because... Mello's gravity and his seniority says, I get the shots. Yeah. I, I, he had to turn into a catch-and-shoot guy. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't handle the rock in his own shot. He was like, all right, I'll just drift around and look for the open spot. And he couldn't really – it wasn't until the end of the season when the Carmelo Anthony experiment started to finally change. 
He he moved out to the three-point line after two years and got out of the mid post. The ball started moving a little bit better. And yeah. in the least surprising fashion, Anthony Simons looked better. Right. So, but now you've you've pulled those inhibitants away entirely. There's no safety net. Your guard rotation is Dame, CJ, Norm, Ant, which is a pretty damn good guard rotation. But I love Norm and I love Ant. Neither one of those guys are primary creators. You have two primary creators on this team in Dame and CJ, and then a great secondary creator in Yusuf Nurkic. That's it. There's no other playmaking on this team that you can count on. Is there anybody that, I, that I'm not seeing here? No, and, and I think you're hitting on that. Like, if you were to say the second unit out loud based on what we've seen, it's it's going to be Ant. Ant, Snell, be- Nas, DJ, uh, Zeller. See, this is this is where I would just say, though, I don't know if that's going to be it. Like, because Dame usually plays the whole first, right? Mm-hmm. So CJ, oh, they're going to stagger Dame and CJ 100%. And it's going to be probably Ant, CJ, Ben, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be Ben. I don't, you don't think it's going to be Ben. I, no, I think he's. I think he's the odd man out. I think it's going to be Snell. I think Ben was just like, mm, I need to get my money now. Wow. I could I'm be. Little, I could I, be I, wrong. I, yeah, no, I was a little surprised by that. Just because Ben. I mean, say what you want about Ben Mclemore. I was wrong on him as a prospect, but he's he, looked better. But he's still. He's he, they have a better Ben in Ant. Yeah. I mean that that's the real and, and Snell gives them because Ben's six three. Ant's bigger than Ben. Like that's, I think Ben is more Nick Stauskas than anything else at this point. Guy, you forget. I forgot he was six three. Yeah, he was just playing up because the Rockets were like, it just doesn't matter. They didn't care about positions. No. Yeah. So you put Snell at the three. You put Kenneth Reed at the four. Cody Zeller at the five. Yeah. Like, where are you sticking DJ in this? I don't know, man. I I I mean, it's it doesn't make any. It doesn't make it like. They're outside of the starting lineup, which also doesn't make any damn sense. You're starting 6'1", 6'3", 6'3", 6'7", 7' foot. Well, here's the other thing. If that's the bench, uh, you know, Snell could be fine. I, I want to see Nas hit the floor. Like, if, if this if is... Ant, be- exactly. No, Ant and Nas should be playing. 100%. You have to play them this year yes. because, I mean, ultimately, let's view this through the lens of, of Dame... You're probably not doing anything with the roster to significantly upgrade him to what he wants. So at that point, mentally, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be fully prepared for the ask out, either at the deadline or at the end of the year. year. And throughout that season, no matter where it goes, first round, second round, miss in the play-in tournament, whatever it is, I want to see at least the young guys to at least know what you have in those two assets. You have to know those. It's it's nuts. Um, I want to thank everybody coming in here. We're at a hundred and sixty across both right now. It's Let's go. Every, every week. It just gets more and more and more and more. Let's go. Love to see it. Uh, Kirk, Cody, Jason, Casey, Sean, Bry, Keith. Just a ton of people. John. You just this is awesome. Um, well, this is this is a, a kind of a next feed into this. Uh, Triple Cerberus, here's a real question. Would you rather see Fareed or Beasley on the roster? <laughs> We're having this question with the future of Damian Lillard is on the line. 
You have a generational player and he wants a better roster. You get to choose between Kenneth Fareed and Michael Beasley. And it's not 2011. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm gonna go be. I'm gonna go Beasley, and that's just because I know he could get a bucket if he needs it. And Kenneth is a little more reliant on other people and putbacks, so I'm 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 reluctantly going Beasley. Plus, you know, we'll get drunk at some point and be at the Moda Center chanting MVP to Michael Beasley. Oh yeah, no, that'll happen. I mean, Nick Stauskas won a game against LeBron and the Lakers on opening night. Like anything is possible. Do not get it twisted. Do not. I remember. I was in the building for that game. So was I. And I remember. And I remember going down the floor, going, "What is happening?" And that was one of those. The whole arena's like, Neil found Nick Stauskas, and then we never saw him again. He was like buried, literally overseas, just gone. Him and. The guys that everybody talked themselves into, and I'm guilty of talking myself into Mario Hazonia being able to run the bench, but the last couple guys, Neil's like, yeah, no, they can make difference makers. They've all gone overseas. Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas, Mario Hazonia, they are all overseas. Pal Gasol showed up, cashed a check, never got dressed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here we are. Wait, I got it right here. Okay, so he scored 24 in that opener. He followed with 3, 15, 4, 5, 10, 10, 10, 3, 5, 2, 8, 3, 0, 8. <laughs> like, he, he had, like, two weeks of, like, good basketball. Oh, my God, and yeah. And then, poof, gone. And then it was just over. Who would you take? I don't even feel like there's not even a right answer for this. I'm just – I'm going with the guy and get a I don't know who's more washed. I, genuinely, I don't know who's more – like, Beasley's been out of the league for two years. Hasn't Kenneth Fareed been out of the league for two years? Has it been two? I thought he ta- caught on with somebody else. COVID I mean, screwed I mean, everything up as far as, like, the timeline goes. I know. So, it's like, was he gone or was he on a roster? See. Like, it's – but I'll tell you this. That summer league team is going to beat the hell out of some children. I mean, if they don't win the championship, <laughs> we should fire Neil for that. It's they have like they have three or four thirty-plus-year-old dudes. Bro, they against... both they both haven't played in the league. Two years, two years, eighteen, nineteen, when he was with um, Brooklyn. It looked like the Rockets. Did he catch on with the Rockets after that? God, he he floated uh, around. Uh, he yeah, he floated big time. I loved Kenneth Freed, the Manimal man. Oh, dude, Manimal's great, and I, that was definitely the the one that everybody forgot or for, or, or wanted to forget. He was twenty one and twenty two, right? Nolan yeah. twenty one, Freed at twenty two. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was when, at that draft uh, media event for a oh different radio station, and everybody was like, Nolan Smith? Kenneth Fareed was right there. Yeah, because he, he didn't it, – it didn't go well. That's just, that was bad. Um, everyone is, is wanting to get on the Draymond Benson and stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I want to touch on the money thing again real quick because that's what ties all of this together, which is why we're yeah. talking about Kenneth Fareed and Michael Beasley. If, 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 if you believe that this is true – then this is a nightmare. Like the Blazers are a million dollars away from actually doing something. And or excuse me, a million dollars away from this this the the luxury tax. And if they if they don't do anything, they'll stay underneath, but they'll also likely lose Damian Lillard. And we've had beyond listening to me or Brandon say this, we've had Mark Stein, we've had Chris Haynes, we've had everybody basically say the Blazers are standing pat. That they're not moving CJ. That they're not moving Nurk. That they're not so, moving Cove. I, I talked about the Stein thing today on my radio show. I could not find for the life of me. I saw the quote, just retweeted it. and it, assumed it, it, was, it was in a green room, a Spotify green room. Okay, I couldn't tell if it was a Spotify green room or a Substack letter. I couldn't yeah, tell yeah. where that was coming from, but... Dude, Mark Stein is plugged, and I know he he honestly prefaced it too. He said, This is not reporting, this is what I'm hearing yes. and getting an opinion. But when people like that are when Mark or that, Zach give opinions, yeah. They're they're talking to the highest levels. Trusted, yes. <laughs> yes. There's 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 no doubt about that. Um Thank you everybody coming in. We're over two hundred right now at two twelve. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe here to YouTube. Uh, I'm going to dump the links for the podcast into the chat real quick. Boop, 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 boop. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. It is a brand, brand, brand new feed. Uh, that is that is the trade-off, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the real world where you have to make compromises with your soul. <laughs> Uh, the links that I'm putting in right now are the first one for iTunes, the second one for Spotify. I do not have the links for Google Play yet. Those will be coming up shortly. Uh, part of the tech stuff is I had to literally restart the feed line uh, and refeed it. So um, uh, already, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. Um, Jason, I see you just subbed here on YouTube. Um, it, it means a ton, guys, truly. Um, Tim Wilson's got this question, and we'll get to it here. Question for both of you. Do you honestly think that CJ will be traded before the season starts? Sadly, no, man. I, I think we got to be honest. Read the tea leaves. Yeah. Nobody is indicating that that's going to happen. So the only way that that would happen would be a godfather offer, and that doesn't look like it's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> I don't know who that that guy is. I'm not. He, gonna, I'm not. He, no, he's he's plugged. Clutch. He's plugged in with with clutch. Okay, I'm, I was gonna say I'm not gonna diminish his credibility, but he's like, not a a a broad scope guy. He yeah. he is plugged in with that group. Well, I, I, okay. So assuming that that is true, yeah. his report today was basically Ben Simmons saying, "Portland, nah, dog, go away." 
The funny thing is, everybody's like, yeah, see, you can't get free agents to Portland. He also threw Toronto, which is a, listen, it, it may be Canada, but if you haven't been to Toronto, Toronto is a party city. That is not a, oh, it's not a nightlife for a young 25-year-old black millionaire. No, 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 no. Do not get it twisted. There is a reason why guys like Damar and Lowry have stayed there. Yeah. It is not a bad city to live in if you yep. want that particular lifestyle. It's not Miami, but it's not Oklahoma City. Well, I'll tell you the, the reasons that he said that he only wanted, like Golden State, no Portland, no Toronto. I mean, those in itself, like, Look, I, I've been a full-on, and if they still pull the move off, I'll support it. But I'll fully admit that it was troubling. It's like, wait, for what reasons do you not want to go to some of those cities? Like, you want to be a socialite? You, like, you, you care about that? Oh, no, he's, he's – there's there's mental issues as far as, like, caring about basketball. Yeah, well like, – that, that, yeah. that's, that's always been the thing. Yeah. And that the whole idea of, of, like, the reason that you could get him for CJ and maybe some picks is because of that. Otherwise, he yeah. wouldn't be available. Because talent-wise, oh, Daryl's now, like the clutch pulled out the pry bar. Like I, I said that on Twitter, they pulled out the pry bar. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you, you, you think you're gonna wait on this a month? No, 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 no. We want action now. And they just they, they popped the lid <laughs> off that thing. Like we're we're you 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 think you're gonna get a James Harden haul for this? No, we want out, homie. And that's yeah. Nah. Not you're not getting that. You're not getting that return. And and honestly, no team should have to pay that. You were including him in the Harden trade, first of all. Second of all, like you just that's not realistic for what we just saw. And I know he's 24. He's an All NBA Defense Player of the Year type of guy. But like we just watched him mentally melt down yes. in a big moment. And that doesn't mean his career is over. But it's like I'm not giving you the world, the moon, the stars for a guy that I'm not even sure is going to play basketball in five years. That's that's the crazy thing, right? I mean, they now, said for the right price, sure. Who, Danny, who buys a basketball hoop as a basketball player worth $100 million and doesn't have a court? If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, if I I want $20 million tomorrow, the house I buy is going to have an indoor basketball court and a swimming pool. Like, that is a no-brainer. The funny thing about this is, during COVID, the number of guys who didn't have hoops... Like we talked to, um, talked to Gary, talked to Ant, talked to Nas. Like they they had the PF, so there was never yeah. like a need for it, right? Because right. like I'm not gonna throw out where they live. They live close enough. 
Right. Right. They're all in the general same area. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things was like there was a mass shortage of like professional, like high level basketball, like portable basketball hoops. And Jimmy Butler basically bought up like a, like a hundred of them and was like mailing them out to dudes legitimately. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous. But like that's that's that, that's an actual thing because some guys just like to divorce from that. But uh, I think some guys learned from it. That was the funny part. Like ah, yeah. maybe I should do this. Here's the flip side. If not Portland for Ben Simmons, I I, I kind of memed it earlier. Would you be on the Draymond train? Yeah, I, I I mean, he's the best you could possibly do. So I have my questions about how good they really are going to be, but Draymond helps them defensively in a way that nobody else on this team currently can. Draymond or Siakam? Because they're two violently different players. I, I know. Um, I actually think this is harder Siak- than, than people think that might think it is. Siakam just signed that deal, though, right? Mm-hmm. A couple years younger. Siakam's 27, Dre's 31. Look, I hate to say this. I'll give you my answer. I think ultimately before you, if you had both deals sitting on the table, I think if you were the organization, you'd call Damon and you say, where where do you want to go? I can, I can tell you which way it's going. Well, he's going to go Dre, yes. right? Like he's best friends. Yes. It's like they're buddies. If you're just talking for basketball purposes, I, I, I think I want, I think I want Siakam. And I get the dram on, but I like having a six eight wing who can six, shoot inside six, outside. Six ten. I mean, he's okay, big. Like he's six nine, six ten. He's big. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good two or three on a talented team. And he's still what? He's twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven. He's still got Dre, Dre's thirty one. So you four years is not a small window when we're talking no. about prime. And now no. Dre's deal is not a disaster. It's not great. It's a hundred, right? It, it's basically four hundred. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's it, fair for him. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, I I I'm terrified of Draymond in the sense that he relies so much on quick twitch. I am waiting for that that athleticism just fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. It's not about being like the fastest or the most explosive. It's chop step here, chop step there, just. Just a, like stuff that you don't really notice unless you're really looking for it. His brain's always going to allow him to play ahead of people, but I don't know when his body is going to catch up. And all of a sudden, it's going to be like, he can't make that play anymore. He can't cut that angle off anymore. Even though he knows what he needs to do, because it, it's not like he can go Vince Carter and be like, right. listen, I, you know, I had all this athleticism, but also, turns out I'm a pretty gifted athlete outside of jumping, and I can shoot the living hell out of the ball. I have yeah. zero faith that Draymond will ever shoot the hell out of the ball. I mean, ever since the finals, I can't get that image. Somebody like the backpack, the backpack when he's shooting. Like, yeah, that's exactly what he it, looks it like. Does. I, I think this too. I put myself in this situation. Say Dame is missing a week or two. He's got like a ankle thing that he's letting heal. So he's just taking some games off. I don't know how many games you win with Draymond. Because I quite literally watched him win no games with Golden State when Steph was out. When they packed it up. Yeah. yeah. And and Pascal, like, at least I know if Dame's out, like, Siakam can go win you some games. Because he's a scorer. He'll share the rock. Like, 
I, I understand Dame wants a relationship situation. Like he's a loyalty guy. He likes Draymond. I'm sure it would be good, but if you're making me choose, I, I, yeah, I'm going Siakam. He's younger. He's under. I think he's got two or three more years on that contract. I'll take that. It's 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 crazy. And this this is from Brandon Hall. They're scared to trade CJ. I I will say this. I do not believe they are scared to trade CJ. I think Neil drastically overvalues CJ because it's his guy. Because CJ doing well is Neil doing well. Has he done well enough though? He's probably the third best player from his draft, but that's because it's basically a three-player draft. Yeah, that I think that's fair. Um, I, I think the CJ thing, you talk about value, like suppose like I think the only deal we know for certain that he has offered CJ in a con in a in a trade with is hard. the hard trade. Yeah. I don't think he's I think he's taken him off the table in every other instance in which he, he was has not tried on, he was not on the table for Paul George. Okay. It was it was, a, it was Dame, CJ, and Nurk were off the table. That that, that that anything else was available to the Pacers for Paul, for Paul George. I don't know if they tried for Jimmy. If they didn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he said, "Hey, everybody, but CJ." I, and yeah. They, like, I, I don't have confirmation on that, but I heard it was the same. Okay, so you've had one trade in his eight years yeah. as a yeah. player, not ever making an All Star game, an All NBA team, not being like. The Denver series was great. It's not like he's been amazing every single playoff game. He's been, been good. In. He's been good. But you've had one trade in eight years where you've been willing to say, I'll give you CJ. Everything else you're like, no? For what? For what? For for more efficient D'Angelo Russell. You should feel worse about watching Zach Collins leave with nothing, not qualifying offers, not and going to San Antonio. Game. You should feel worse about that than trading CJ for other players. Like, I would feel great trading an asset, even though I like it. If I think the other asset is better, drafting somebody with the 10th pick after trading two picks and watching them basically not play for two years and then just straight up leave because I can't pay that dude, that's worse. That should be hurting your ego more than the CJ trade stuff. I don't get it. It's it's brutal in that regard. Um as far as like what they're going to do, I just, I, I, I somebody in here said that um, they think if, if they don't make a trade, I, I'm sorry, let me, let me see if I can find the comments. Yeah. 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 If they don't make the trade that Dame's gone by the all-star break, I do not believe that Dame is going to force his way out at the all-star break. It's too disruptive. I, I see the logic. I wouldn't be stunned, though. I would, because gonna, it would be such a stark contrast. I, I know to well, everything I, he has done, dude. I I really think you can make the claim that it's already reached that right, and for good or bad, or for whatever reasons. Like I don't necessarily blame him, but um, he's gonna turn thirty-two next summer. He's gonna force his way out. I I, I do believe that, but I just I think yeah. that that what ends up happening is the trade deadline. Dame says, "Hey, I'm out." And, and so they is, so they you... start doing the the requisite work to move him in the offseason. See, and, and I, I'll say this, if it gets to that point, and it's very possible, I I in my heart of hearts, I believe this as much as it would pain me as a fan to watch him leave. And I'll I i will not never be the guy to boo. I didn't boo Lamarcus when he came back. I thought that was Listen, if really Dame wants out after 
after what Neil has failed to do over a decade, I am not mad at Damian Lillard. I am not. I, I'm not either. But if that's the case, and he lets you know by the deadline, like, hey, I'm, I'm bouncing, you owe it to him to make a move during the deadline if there is the right team for him. If, if there's a team that's contending and they're like, if we had Dame, we're going over the top, and he's like, I want, I would love to play for them. I don't know if I can go that far. You owe it to him. I don't know if I can go that far. I know you can't, but I'm, you I'm, sure as hell, I'm, I'm sure as hell never sending him in the Western Conference. He's a hunt. The only team that he's going to in the Western Conference is the Pelicans, and because that's because there's, number one, there's a good chance that they get restructured into the East, and number the two, <laughs> and number two, you're going to get a return of Ingram and like seven first round picks. I mean, that's a good haul, but don't be mad when he ends up playing with Zion in New York in two years. Listen, go with God. Go to the East, bro. <laughs> go, go to the with, East. Yeah. Cool. Number one, I am not trading with the Lakers. Number two, I am not mm-hmm. trading with the Knicks. That Knicks package is trash. It's not good. Trash. I would be I, – I honestly, as bad as Neil has been, in my opinion, for a few years now, I would be floored – if he ever considered a Laker trade with Dame, there's no chance in hell you could ever do that. None. No. 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 They they, they could not do it. I saw people in here saying that they don't think the Warriors would move would move off Draymond Green. <laughs> eh, boy, do I have some stories? Yeah, they, they'd move off Dre. And here's the thing: Dre would move off the Warriors too. So I think they would miss each other, though. They would. Hundred percent, they would. There's zero doubt about it. But like Dre's loyal but loyal to the point of the game. And I don't mean basketball. Yeah. yeah. Like the game is the game. And you know, you've, you've heard the stories. Like the game is the game. Like if, 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 if the current changed, Dre be like, nah, I'm good. I mean, I've got it on good authority that, that Clay, Steph and Dre all went to Myers and basically said, you better put a damn team around us or else. He had, what has he done? Well, here's the difference between him and, and Neil. They have a $200 million tax bill. Their tax bill is higher than almost every single team's salary right now. So ownership and Myers are committed. Yeah. And well, they, they're making a buttload of money in San Francisco now. And they did tank a year. When yeah. instead of scrapping and clawing for some stupid eight seed, they shut guys down. Oh, and what did they get out of it? Huh, a number two pick. Weird. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out, time out. Are you telling me that when they were on the brink of saying we're pretty much at the bottom, instead of making a move and going, let's get that seven or eight seed, they were like, nah, let's just say that Steph broke his hand for seven months and Dre's got tightness in his back. God. Just shoot me. You know, I'm 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 glad though about one thing with them because I actually don't hate them. I just think their owner made some stupid comment, and I hate that they like Kevin Durant fell into their lap. Um, yeah, no, that sucks. I I'm so glad they took Wiseman because, as weird as it might seem, I can't fathom how much fun Lamelo on that team would have been. I'm so glad they took Wiseman. Stupid. Uh, I here's the funny thing: is the Wiseman's the second best prospect on the team right now. That's hot take. That that is a bit of a hot take, hot but he's so damn young that I don't know if it's a bad take. I, I think Moody's a better uh a better prospect. What are so, we gonna what are we getting from Clay? I mean that's a separate issue, but I don't know what to get. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how healthy he's gonna be, man. I'll be honest. Uh take a little little housekeeping real quick. Joel Perkins, Jason Sexton, 
Uh, we got Lightbringer. Thank you all for subscribing. I appreciate you all. Um, yeah. Somebody said, why are we talking Siakam? Is it a possibility? I, no, straight across? Hell no. I'll, I'll, I'll flat out say it. It was the same thing when, when it was reported that there was a top four pick on the table for CJ McCollum. Like, it was a straight swap. No, it wasn't. It was a. I think what we're seeing with some of the other deals, like the Dinwiddie Westbrook situation, it was probably a deeper deal. You're right, yes. three, fourteen type trade, and a lot of moving parts. Just like there's five, sixteen trades. It was if there if that deal was real, it, it was in that manner. Yes, it was, and that's what I kept when you and I talked when that stuff came out. I was like, the hell it is. That is there. If the number four pick was straight across, and it was not CJ wasn't going to Philadelphia with Pascal Siakam in a yeah. Simmons deal where the Blazers were left just holding the number four pick. Yeah. Th- that wasn't going to happen. And that's why I was like, if that happens, I will absolutely, I will do the hot ones challenge live on stream. Like, look, I will gladly do some stupid stuff. Uh, I will make, I would never make you do that by the way. Have you ever eaten like legitimately a, like a death type pepper. Okay, number one, yes. Number two, in the next couple days, I am paying off a two-year bet to Chad Doing. And you know what I have to do? What? The Packy Ghost Reaper pepper chip. The, the one chip? That, the, I have the one it, chip? I have it in the closet right now. So how long have you had it? Uh, I, I they, Number one, they stopped producing them for a while. They right, were impossible to get a hold of. They were a couple hundred bucks. They started producing it again. It's been in there for a couple months. So I, I'm pretty sure because you're a smart guy, you do know that that spice is just getting spicier yes. just sitting there. So I don't know if it, let me see if I can. There it is. Dude, I ate a hot dog once off of a food cart at a golf tournament for our station because I lost a bet. So I ate like the hottest hot dog. And mm-hmm. and this, I, I was like, hey, man, I can, I like spice, but how spicy is this? He's like, you'll see. <laughs> I got. By the three, way, sign this waiver, bro. Three bites, and I got violently ill. ill. Yeah. Twenty-four hours. Yeah, I yacked. I, you know, was coming out of both ends, oh, dude. Yeah. I was like a little. I was cuddled up in my bed, like I'm gonna die, and I don't care. Yeah. No, I am. The 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 plan is um, at the same time I'm heavily medicated, <laughs> so that I just don't remember this. So that's that's kind of the thought process behind I'm it. I'm sure doing will impre- will appreciate that. Listen, man, I've had to pay it off for a while. And speaking of paying <laughs> off, we're at 254 across both platforms. I really appreciate awesome. you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. We really appreciate this. Yes. I know Danny's doing a lot of the legwork here because uh, I'm I'm quite literally the laziest person. That he, he's, he's, he's the pretty is. face. Uh, well, that's debatable, but um, we really appreciate all the support we've got, man. And, you know, we got a lot planned for the summer, for the season coming up. And, you know, look, sometimes it's going to be like a little hard to hear some reality, but we want to bring that to you guys. And if it's good, we'll also be like, hey, that's I was the, wrong. That's the flip side. You and I have talked about this. Yeah. Give us good things to talk about. Like if Neil, like, I, I, I have said this a thousand times. If Neil makes a good deal with CJ McCollum, I will praise him. I will also say it took you long enough, you bleep, but I will praise him. I'll write him a letter. Yes. With, like, my kisses at the bottom. XOXO. Neil, buddy, thank you for moving, doing something. Like, figure it out, dude. Please, for the love of God. Um, Again, taking care of the business side of this, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, please click the little button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, I will dump the links for the podcast in there that – 
feeds are up and running on iTunes and on Spotify. Um, thankfully, uh, got that all ironed out finally. Um, the biggest thing you can do to help us, guys, outside of subscribing, liking, rating, reviewing. It's a brand new podcast feed. We need yeah. the reviews. That helps elevate it. That helps get things going. So if you can, take a listen. There's three episodes up. I can't believe I haven't plugged this yet. I did a episode. I did a 35-minute interview with Phil Beckner. You guys will know him as Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum's and Anthony Simons and Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> uh, uh, trainer. Excuse me. Excuse me. That is uh, basketball operations man for the 76ers you're talking about. Yes, they, they will create a title for you. So, Boy, they, they will do anything they can to be like, hey, you interested now? We got Phil. Hey, listen. Phil, get the money. Get, I'm happy get the money, Phil. Phil. That's a great life that man is living. It is. And he's doing great work. Uh, if you're interested in like becoming a coach, go check out Phil's series. It, it costs money, but if like if you want to be a basketball coach, he brings in the cream of the crop. Like he, The guys he works with are who they are for a reason. Yep. Like this, this is what he's, his calling, he has figured out, like he likes being a coach, but he likes being a, a guy who builds guys up, makes them better. That is, that is what he has done incredibly well. And I, I recorded for 35 minutes, but I spent two hours with him going over stuff and going through film. And he is fantastic fan freaking tastic. So when you get done here, go check it out, subscribe to the feed, leave a review for Brandon and I, uh, we'll, we've got more guests scheduled, uh, as you can imagine, I've got a couple players that'll be scheduled that are coming up as soon as they get into town. Everything's ready to go, uh, and we'll have uh, other media guys. We'll have other folks come in, um, and we'll, we'll do two, three at a time, and we'll open up some roundtables. And maybe one of these times, we'll um, you know we'll auction off some spots for listeners to come in during the live, and as long as you behave yourselves. Um, and even if hey, even if you you know you're leaving a four or five star review, preferably five, but yeah. your comment says I hate. Sprague, I wish he wasn't on, but I listen. Like, thank you. That's, I know that's you also cool. I'm okay with that. Hate I can listening and hate watching is fully encouraged as long as it's downloaded and as long as it's a view. <laughs> it's okay. I'm heartless. I'm dead inside. I can handle it. I'll be all right. All right. Uh, again, a quick thank you to everybody. We got more people in here Adam, Starship Captain, Neely, Alex White, Kevin, Chris Clinton. Ty Delbridge. Hey, Ty, I see you in there. Justin Kirk. Hey, a little Qui-Gon. There we go. I see y'all. A bunch of Star Wars geeks. No I judgments. Love it. No judgments. Hey, uh, you got to be about that Star Wars life. I'm not anti-Star Wars, but I'm, I'm more pro-Marvel. So that's 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 more my jam. Uh, I think you can be pro-both. I think you can, but I'm just saying I, I deviate towards one. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Tanvir Gamer, Cody, Evil. And I just I, I want to call it as many people as I see in here. Brandon, Cody, Jack. There's a lot of names I haven't seen here before. That's the shout out. The, the cooler part. Let's um, go. Let's see. I saw a few questions in there. Ty, I saw you dump a bunch in here. Uh, unfortunately for Dame, I look around the league and don't see a team we can go to right away and make up a contender. Yeah, I mean it exists. It's called Philadelphia. Um. So, I was talking with somebody. What well, talking? Texting with somebody a few days ago and they basically indicated to me that while Dame might not be happy with the roster, though the Haynes report came out and said he wants to give Chauncey a chance. And ultimately he's not stupid. He looked at the roster and probably was like, great. I can't wait to do this again. I was told that he also looked around and said, 
where are your prospects really? Yeah. There's not the team like the team that's gonna win you the championship. Philly is the team. Philly's the team, but I I I, I don't you know. Tybal, Toby, Embiid is a good yeah, good, that's a good title team. contending team. But you gotta go the other side, right? Like Neil's not just giving Dame up for nothing, and Dame knows that. So it's like Dame basically what I was told has looked around the landscape and said, there's not really a lot out there right now. And this is why I have consistently said, if they didn't get something done, he was going to Chris Paul this with the Hornets, which is, Hey man, listen, you know where I'm at. You know what I want you to do. If you can't happen or you can't make that happen, then I'm going to be, I'm going to be out. Like I'm going to force my way out or we can do this the nice way. But you aren't going to have me in press circles or scrums talking about how terrible it is here and how yeah. crappy you've been. I'm not going to do that. He'll I'm never gonna, do that. No, and that's the thing. is That's where it was like, oh, he's going to force his way out. And I'm like, mm, no, that's not. For Dame, and for everybody who's getting mad and like saying Henry Abbott had it all wrong, listen, folks, Henry had has and had the goods. There's a reason why Aaron Goodwin and Damian Lillard gave him a phone call. If, if they didn't. If he didn't have good intel on things, they aren't making that phone call. It's one of those situations. Um, but da, 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 I see some more Tobias Harris stuff. Uh, Kenny, Dan, that ship is death. I've tried it. Eh. What eh. is dead? He's he said Kenny said he's tried the 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 packy the uh, Ghost Reaper pepper chip. Uh. Yeah, it's. It's not going to be fun. You know, I'm kind of, look, you have a bet. You got to pay off the bet. Oh, you, make it work. you know what we should do is we should hashtag content it. I, we, we should we, hashtag we, content. We, we, yes. we, we, will, we will live stream it. I'm not exactly mobile right now, so getting me into the radio studio is probably not a, a thing to do. But we can live stream my, my, my demise. Oh, my God. I just, I, I'm not in on doing, I used to love being the guy that's like, yeah, if I lose this bet, oh, I do it all the time. I'm on a shopping cart. Yeah, you no, know what I mean? How do you think I got where I am in life? It's not making all the right choices. I am so out on doing anything that harms my body. I just, I don't want to do it. Um, I, for, for years, every haircut known to man, I have gambled. So in high school, I had a perm that was put into cornrows and bleached white. Can we get a picture? It did exist. So I lost a bet, and they're like, okay, we're going to permit, and we're going to bleach it like M&M white, and then my buddy was like, we're going to throw it in cornrows. And he put them so tight that I was like this. Oh, my, man. My eyebrows yeah. were up here. My eyes were – and I went wakeboarding that day. I ate shit. I mean – a Boom, face plant just wiped out. And like 13 of them broke out the back. It just well, it just turned into dreads. Just, <laughs> just a knotted mess. It was a disaster. But I've had, there is not a haircut you can come up with that I haven't lost and had to grow in a bet. Mm, I had a mullet last year. People thought I lost a bet. I was just growing a mullet to grow a mullet. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, senior year, I mean, we're about the same age. It, the, the, uh... I would say that, that not necessarily the obnoxious, but more the ironic mullet was definitely a thing when I was in high school. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a sector of kids in high school that were like, where I went to high school was like, you're either super inner city 
person or you were somehow redneck country guy. That was like the the factions. There's no in between. There was really no in between. And it was always bizarre to me because I'd always lean a little non-country because I'm always playing basketball and but like there'd be the guys that I went to middle school with or high school with and they'd roll up in their trucks and they'd have a dip in like hey Brandon and I'm like why are you talking with an accent we 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 live in northeast Portland now we don't live in Sandy it's not even it's not even like Dallas Oregon let alone Dallas Texas (laughs) no I I did live in Texas for a few years when I was in the Air Force and I did grow a pretty thick it was in West Texas yeah. San Angelo, which, you know, shout out the Permian Panthers. They're nearby. Uh, but I, I, it was funny. We, we used to go to this club when we were out there. My buddy had this uh, convertible MR2. He's from upstate New York. And we got stuck at a stoplight. And there's like this, you know, 10-inch lift Ford Bronco. These guys blaring country. And my buddy's got we're, – we're both sitting in this, br- at the time, like brand new 2002 MR2 convertible at like 10:30 at night at this you know one stoplight in this little tiny town. They're they've got Garth Brooks blaring. My buddy's got DJ Tiesto blaring, and <laughs> we both you know both cars kind of look at each other, and all all four of us, two dudes in there and the two dudes in our car, all of us had a dip in. <laughs> it's so it was kind of like, all right, you know, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's like, ah, we're all chewing. I saw somebody in here, Sandy in here catching strays. Listen, if there's a, if there's a region in Portland that's going to consistently catch strays on this show, it's going to be east, northeast Portland. It's going to be Sandy and it's going to be Gresham. I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's some hubs in Portland, the pet, the, the metro area that are uh, not great. We, we, we had producer Derek on the show with Joe and I, and he was from Gresham. So we just used to joke endlessly about, Gresham and it just became like a running bit but somebody yeah. in here somebody in here asked where we went to high school I don't know about you I I, I have no problem sharing why I went to high school I I went to Beaverton uh along with with Ben Golliver some of you guys know that's how I I kind of got into this stuff but I I am a relatively local guy um other than growing up in LA before that I uh I moved around a lot but I I went to Park Rose my whole life I was in the Park Rose School District uh shout out Sacramento Cougars shout out Park Rose Middle School Park Rose High School like we were awful in high school in every sport except I think dance and 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 what's you a dancer no no what's the uh water polo we were really good at water polo for some reason because we had a really nice pool but I went to Park Rose, so shout out the Broncos. So I think it's it actually that's what actually gives me even more like backing and being vocal about Neil and Dame is like, dude, what Dame is doing for Park Rose, which is a ton. I can't, he's I he's can't one of the main schools you. for his program, right? Yeah, it's Park Rose. I think he does stuff with Madison and Roosevelt. Like I cannot begin to tell you what that means because Park Rose isn't the worst, but like there's. There's it's not, not a lot great. of money there. No, there's not a lot of money. Like I grew up pretty, you know, lower class. Like it's really important and vital to have people like Dame do what he's doing for programs and high school. He doesn't come along all the time. No. So I you know, I don't want to see Damian Lindley, you know. Not that he's gonna end the program or anything, but uh Cody says, What are your thoughts on the coaching staff? And I have had this discussion with multiple people around the league over the last couple of weeks. Players, executives, scouts, um, former players. Uh, I, I have my my view. Now that the coaching staff has been kind of 
you know, put out there. What what are your thoughts on uh, on the coaching staff? I, I I don't know those names enough to give you an honest answer. Like, yep. You know, I know. I thought, you know, uh, you know, I don't know anything. You're gonna have to tell me what people are saying around the no, league. and that's uh, and that's. I exactly. saw some of the names, and I was like, uh, not familiar with that name. Not familiar with that name. Okay, we'll see what this is gonna be. So I've talked to people that have worked with Scott Brooks, kind of like he, he is kind well, of well outside of Scotty Brooks. Brooks. But yeah. even even then, he, the the yeah. it wasn't a ringing endorsement for Scott Brooks. And remember, Neil was going to surround Chauncey Billups with experienced coaches, and then he hires four G League dudes. Excuse me, three G League dudes and a G League dudette. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And well, shout out to her for getting the job. This isn't and like Nisha Curry, dunking. right? And yes. Nisha Curry, who yeah. was at yeah. Oregon. Listen, that's great. Cool. Yeah. I have zero issue with that. But where the hell is the rest of the experience? Right. Well, I mean, he claimed that the head coaching job itself needed experience. So I think we knew right away that that was going out the window. So, yeah. And I mean, look, he's a professional liar. They they almost all are. That's kind of what their job is. It's like when people, when he's like, we need a defensive-minded coach who knows and has years of experience. And then he hires Chauncey Billups. It's like, well, yeah, you're a liar. It's it's okay. You're not – you don't want to give the game Thanks, plan. Muffin. But outside of Scott Brooks, I was just like, I don't know that name. I don't know that name. Oh, I don't know who she is, but okay. Um, and cool. even Scott Brooks. Like, I didn't get all that excited about Scotty Brooks. Yeah, I, I mean, this is uh... – I wanted my, I wanted Dan Tony like to answer Cody's question. I wanted Dan Tony, and I would have loved to somehow get. I know he's doing helping Willie Green now in New Orleans, but I would have loved for him to get Dan Tony to come over here. I would have been jacked out of my mind. For the guys that seemingly weren't available, it's weird. All of a sudden, Jaron Collins and Mike Dan Tony were suddenly available to the Pelicans. Dude, like Dan Tony basically was coaching the Nets last year. Do you think Steve Nash was out there first time, first year head coach, like knowing when to call every, you know what I mean? Like Mike was a huge instrumental yes. piece of that staff along with Ime and. Weird. Where are they at now? What's the next question? <laughs> I got five minutes. I got to put my kids to bed. Yeah, no, I got you, man. Uh, Nibble says he went to Gresham. He says, say what you want. We aren't Park Rose. <laughs> and I tell you, uh, so that's a really good ding. First of all. <laughs> Uh, sec, and we need more of that on this show. I like when people make fun of us. Two, yes, 100%. I think it's great. Two, not wrong. In fact, Park Rose, all the way to I graduated, like, honestly, I think we went 15, 20 years without winning a conference game. Oh, God. I knew so, it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad. Dude, my senior year, our winter formal, you know, the, the winter formal football game is the biggest deal right we lost to sandy sandy we lost to sandy 81 to nothing at home jesus so this is honestly what happened real quick we were not good but every high school in the mount hood conference had two or three middle schools funnel in mm. park rose had one middle school so we would kick Straight a lot of these line Dude, it was like, and some of these kids in our middle school would transfer. So, like, we would kick some of these other middle schools' ass in middle school, but then they'd team up with another middle school, and they'd have double the talent. We'd come be like, it's it's still us. S still us. Francisco, 
Francisco says, "Jeez, I went to Gresham High School. What does that say about me?" Listen, man, there, there's 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 some David Douglas in here, some Franklin, hey, Jason Wells, Scott. Southridge. Listen, I had an hey, opportunity to go to Southridge. I was literally on the dividing line in Beaverton, and I was like, "Nah, I think I'm going to go ahead and stay with the state and national powerhouse at the time." Uh, my my years at Beaverton, we were we were nationally ranked in football twice. So yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Hey man, my senior gotta, class, I think we put eleven guys in D one. So I'm, I'm always jealous of people when they're like, "Yeah, high school, we went to state and yada yada." I'm like, "We didn't. We didn't come close to <laughs> we, that. We did not. So we we won. We won a state title in all three in football, baseball, basketball. My class did, um, and like, like we were kind of like the the golden class. Like we just had a ton of our, our entire offensive line went D one. Yeah. Yeah, so, when that happens, you're gonna win. <laughs> we had we had two six foot eight tackles. One went to Oregon State, one went to UW. So and it wasn't yeah. like they were like going to like Alcorn or something like that. They were going to premier pack pack ten schools, pac twelve schools. That's like Thomas Tyner, man. He was an amazing athlete and one of the best I've ever seen. In I person. wasn't watched him at Oloa when he had when he had the ten touchdown game. The ten touchdown game? Yeah. yeah. I went to one where he had five, and then he sat him in the second half because they were killing somebody. But They're like, nah, people, pack it up. What people didn't talk about was, as amazing as he was, his his left guard and tackle were both D1 O-linemen, so every hole was like, yo, wham. <laughs> this, this is, the Jack Ramby's live show is also the uh, Portland Metro League uh, live show. <laughs> um, I love this. I know, guys, I know the, the volume stuff. It, it Until I get moved into the studio, I don't have any of my sound stuff. Brandon, I believe, is on his laptop mic, and mine, number one, I'm loud, and I'm straight into the PC. I don't have oh, a board. Is our, is our volume too my, loud? Mine's peaking. Oh, okay. So once I get the board, guys, that will that will get uh, changed up. Uh, Cody says he's a Beards and Beaver. Um, there you go. I, I, I was class of uh, 02, so my 20-year reunion is quite literally coming up i just got the invitation last week so, mm. which is terrifying absolutely terrifying um but da, 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 da. we kind of derailed the blazer talk a little bit there but I, I i feel like most of the people in here are oregon regulars because there is a lot of david myers here starts with the hats off to beavers here we come little fight song um i wish i knew park rose's fight song i never participated in that <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll wrap up here in just a second because I know you got to put the kids to bed. Uh, and thank you all for coming. We held at like 200, 250 pretty much the whole first hour. Um, that is rad. I uh, see Alex Rapport, Mike Gregory, you guys have subbed to the channel. Again, I'm going to dump the links in here for the um, for the show here real quick. Uh, not, not this show, for the podcast. Um, for anybody who hasn't yet subscribed um, to the channel, um, or excuse me, to the uh, podcast, um, thank you, first of all, for stopping by. And second of all, um, thank you all so, 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 so much for the support. Uh, it has been absolutely overwhelming. Um, this is the part where I have to do the, the BS, uh, song and dance. This is because this is, this, this is, this does make us money. You know, it's, that's part of, part of why we do it. I love the team, but it's also, Hey, this is, you know, one of these things, uh, thick and chunky show. I, I see you, Corey. Uh, it's another another guy I went to high school with. Um, let's see. The idea of me making a basketball team was laughable. My dad wanted to move uh, to glide or up to battleground so I could play varsity. Hey, listen, man, you got to do what you got to do. That's the hustle. 
You know, some sometimes you need to you need to relocate. Maybe you know find find your way. Dame didn't go to to UCLA. He went to Weber State. Remember, he went to where he could play. And that that's a a good plug here because Phil Beckner and talking to him and, and developing Damian Lillard, he said Dame came on campus acting very very much like uh, Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage, and he was very much not. Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> he needed to check some of that real quick. Yeah. Um, well, you're coming from Oakland to Ogden. You got to bring some swagger. I mean, you, yeah. You know? and, and and Beckner told me flat out, he told Dame, you know, you don't work hard enough, which is kind of crazy to hear, but I, I, I'll, I'll leave it there as, as far as that. He, um, Dame works out at a um, uh, buddy of mine's buddy, owns a gym in. Oh, Sam? Tigered. Yeah, Sam. And he works out there, and he's basically said, like, watching – because Dame will work out all Dame the time. Dame works, works. Yeah, well, he said, I've never seen a human being, act, like, do that. It's unbelievable to watch. Well, I mean, you want to talk about a body transformation? Look at Dame's rookie year versus oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's put smoked. on about 35 pounds of muscle, and I'm not even remotely kidding. Right? No, for sure. He's, he's got a mini Giannis transformation, for he, sure. He is a truck now. And that's, well, the crazy thing is, he came in the league at 22, which you don't typically see guys go from 22 to 25 and get big, yeah. big. You see that. Like, go look at Ant, 18, three years ago to now. Right. Night Myers day. Leonard. I mean, even Myers when he was Myers little, was right? real thin when he got He here. was super skinny. And then I'd see him in the – after post game, he just lifted weights after they played a game, yeah. and he just yo. Say what like, you want about Myers, and listen, the other stuff not great. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that dude lived in the gym. Yeah, he, he did. Lived in the gym. Yeah. Um, let's see. God, I love how this is like completely devolved into like college football talk or high school football talk. Sometimes you need distractions from a dark situation. Honestly, this, I'm, I'm glad it did to to be. A hundred percent serious. Somebody, somebody said something on Twitter today. I'm so sick and tired of you know how negative you are and da, da, da. somebody else should step into your shoes. And I'm like, this isn't me. It's the organization. That's. I just don't view it as na- like what you want us to polish the turd of. Yeah, that it's reality. Field. That's it's, yeah. They're not in a good spot right now. We're all aware of it. But until they make that move. This team is a first round exit, or at best, a second round exit away, and we know that's not good enough. It's, it's frustrating. So that's I think the big part of this is those, those people. I mean, be honest with you, like we, you can always disagree with our opinions, and I'm cool with that. Like we fact, all, I, 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 I want you to. Like if you're in the comments and you disagree, right. please. Like, but those people, if you really think that we're just out here trying to be negative any and all the time, like if you think that, you're going to be really hard. You're actually setting yourself up for genuine heartbreak when Dave's like, I'm out. This sucks. And I'm out. Yeah. It's- and we're going to be like, hey, we know. And then that person or those people are going to be like, what? But we we, we signed Ben McLemore. What? <laughs> what? And that's the, that's the frustrating part of all of this is that. I'm not saying these things to be mean or to be rude or like to call you an idiot or, or any of those things. I'm saying and discussing things that I believe to be true from who yeah. I have talked to and from the conversations that I've had. It's it's not great. It's not great, Bob. Like that's that's the thing. It's I don't want to sit here and everybody's like, well, they still have time. 
yes, you're right. They still have time before the season starts to make a move. But I have nine-plus years of history with Neil Olshay not making a move. You Listen, be hopeful. I am not telling you to crash your, your, your hope boat into the cliffs and sink it. I'm just asking you to, like, maybe put the life jacket on. Hey, I, I just think if we gave even an anti-vaxxer nine years, they wouldn't even be against the vaccine. So, like, why are you arguing about what Neil Shea has or has not done in nine years? We've seen it. Like, yeah. Nine years is a hell of a track record. Shout out again, producer Derek from the show. He was like, hey, Danny, how many GMs out there have had the record that Neil Olshay has and, you know, and has been in power as long? So I started doing some digging. Presty and Myers are the only GMs that have been in power longer than Neil Olshay right now. What do they have in common? They've had more success. One's won the pinnacle. The other one's been to the pinnacle. Yeah. With multiple team, multiple iterations of stars. And been willing to make seriously big swings. Chris Paul... Paul George, you lose Kevin Durant, you somehow got to keep Russell Westbrook. Now he's doing the draft pick thing, but he just signs Shea Gildress. Like he's, you know, in Oklahoma not, City, in OKC. So like, say what you want about him, the dude has had success, and he's also shown that like, hey, when when my chips are down, I can still go all in and win a win a hand or two. And that's the thing is that Neil's just playing small blind, big blind, small blind, big blind. Small ball, oh, big 100%. Ball. If he's not getting a pair of 10s or higher, he's not playing the game. He's folding every time. He's like, well, I ended up. So, And he's just slowly – and this, I think it's the most apt thing is you could say is that they're run, they've run out of chips. They yeah. can't even play their hands anymore. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. And, and I, they don't have enough to push in to go all in to, to get that double up anymore. So. Yeah. My five-year-old's telling me, are you done? She said, yeah. And that's, that's, I think it's a perfect place to wrap up here. So, again, <laughs> there we go. Uh, Brandon, go ahead and plug anything you guys got coming. Any guests you guys got coming on the show? Uh, yeah, so I know you just talked to Jake. We got Jake Fisher, Bleach Report. Uh, he also got a book out about tanking and how it changed the whole landscape of the NBA. Yes. He'll be on tomorrow at 7 a.m. We're on from 6 to 9 a.m. And then I'm also debuting. I got a show tomorrow debuting on the BetQL network called Back to the Futures. It's me and an individual named Travis Thomas. And that's futures for those that futures know, as in for as all in the future bets, all the gambling bets. I'm a huge degenerate. I love the sports gamble. So we'll be getting into that and I'll be going all throughout the football season. Pretty psyched about that starting. Uh, and I'll record that after the show. I'll let you guys know on Twitter when I'm uh, going to send that out, but I'm at Brandon Sprague. And thank you again for everybody tuning in for Jack Ramsey's man. We uh, we're really excited to do this and we're going to keep bringing more and more to you. Yeah, hopefully we'll have some better news. We do have Summer League right around the turn. Um, we'll, we'll get to watch a bunch of 30-year-old dudes beat the ever-living hell out of 18- and 20-year-old kids. Those 18-year-olds. It is going to – I do not I – would, I would be terrified if I was an 18-, 19-year-old kid getting yeah. ready to go up against 31-year-old Kenneth Fareed and Michael Beasley. Like that's, Oh, for sure. They are, they are going to sun those kids. It's big brother, little brother. They're going to take it seriously and make little brother pay. Yeah, no, it's going to be a physical, physical matchup. But again, thank you, everybody. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. I dropped the links in the uh, chat for anybody who wants them. Please uh, download on Spotify, download on iTunes, whatever your preferred method is. But review, 
review, review, review. Those are the big things that help us out. Until next time, guys, thank you all so, so, so very much. At Danny Morang on Twitter, at D Morang on Instagram. Uh, and we'll have some, some more exciting announcements coming forward uh, in the next couple weeks. Until then, guys, thank you all so much. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.